0: Trisden and Ray. Having lived and spent time on the coasts and in rural Appalachia, we feel like we have a unique perspective on most topics. Working to find the common sense middle in a country becoming more and more polarized. Welcome to Extreme Common Sense with Trisden and Ray. What's up,
1: Ray? Hey, Trisden. How's it going, man? Sneaker on the floor. It's wet out. Yeah, ugly day. Yeah, a lot of times I've driven here and say, man, you know what's beautiful, Triz, in that 12 miles between Richmond and Berea on I-75 heading south?
0: Uh, not today. <laughs> yeah, no, cold and wet and ugly and windy. Yeah.
1: yeah. No it, good. No, it's, it's rough. And the tractor trailers is out everything. They, I, I just stayed in the right lane pretty much, and you were probably doing 80 in the left lane, I'm sure. I do like to go 80 in the left lane, irregardless. And what are something. you driving today? A Monstrous Cadillac. Yeah, a big Escalade. And where'd that come from?
0: Where did that come from? A dude that I will occasionally trade vehicles with out of London. I've met with him, he had a percent Kentucky. Sale. Yeah. They don't drive <laughs> what, what, what if I drove to Paris?
1: <laughs> they don't <laughs> That's true. They not Kentucky don't, also. They yeah. don't drive those big cars in Europe, do they, they, they probably that should. thing's a monster? How many is that seat?
0: Is Pretty big, you could probably get, I don't know, nine, in yeah. It or I was something. gonna say 10
1: people, yeah, because I saw it pulling in and I said, Maybe Tristan's here. It looks like something he'd drive, Pret- I've got like, pretentious th- asshole that he yeah. is, yeah.
0: Oh, no, unquestionably, that's the <laughs> nicest way you could describe it. I've got like three big trips coming up, uh, like over the next like five months, and the Nissan, which is kind of my beater SUV. I just I didn't want to take it to Texas. It was 2010. When are
1: you going to Texas? In May. And driving? Yeah. Oh, cool. What's that occasion?
0: It's uh, My cousin is getting married. Oh, nice. Yeah. The My aunt, who's been on the show, her youngest son. Oh, I got you. Wonderful guy. And uh, yeah, he invited us down. Be so a pretty good party. Should be a very good party. Yeah. Not a lot of meat, but a lot of alcohol. <laughs> so a lot of
1: meat. <laughs> that is true. They are the impossible meat people.
0: Man, on the heels of that, there's a show on Netflix. I guess it's a documentary called You Are What You Eat. Uh, I don't know if you're a big Netflix guy.
1: No, but I think Braille told me about it.
0: Well, my uncle's interviewed on that. Oh,
1: there you go. So he's a
0: part of that. A lot of it, I guess, the study is
1: Patrick Brown. But yes, Patrick Brown. Okay. So So, in case you're wondering, that's cool.
0: Yeah. So it was she mentioned it to me in which I think it was like number two or three on Netflix. So, I mean, I guess a lot of people are watching it. But, man, it does make you think. You start watching that stuff, and you kind of see. Because you're like, well, I'll just eat the fish. Fish isn't bad. And then they'll show you how they're the fucking farming these fish. Well, and they're just in pools of their own shit. Well, yeah. And it's just disgusting, man. And you're like, oh, what can you eat? And they're like, vegetables. So vegetables. that's basically
1: it. And, I mean, our buddy Marr has been an advocate uh, you know, for years. I mean, I, I, you got to give him credit. So. He was on the marijuana train before anybody, Yeah, right? He was 20 years talking about legalization, and now I think it's legal in more states than it's illegal. And I think it just went to twenty six, twenty four, where you can legally and recreationally uh, consume marijuana. He's been on the religious thing uh, forever, and now there's, you know, I don't know. 35 40 percent of americans who identify let's say 30 percent who identify as atheists and if you go back to 1970 that was six percent yeah i'm not saying mar was responsible but he's been on that bandwagon and how you eat because you look at that cat he's never been a pound overweight i'm sure they talk about your biological age i'm 63 going on 80 he's (laughs) probably 66 going on 50 that's fair dude has kept himself in fucking great shape and he's been an advocate sometimes a pain in the ass sure but it's funny i Went down this rabbit hole, and I can't remember what it was, Drisden, but it was something celebrity home. So I said, I wonder if Mars on it. So I, I I hit him, and yes, he lives in a uh, historic. Um, I don't think it's Beverly Hills. I'm not sure, but the big biggest focal point was his kitchen. They have a picture of his kitchen, and I'm sure he's got a gourmet chef in there cooking for him. Sure, but it's like nothing. It looked like it looked like a produce section in a in a large you know Meijer or Walmart food store.
0: That's awesome. It was
1: Just produce everywhere. Yeah.
0: And and th- yeah, and and what they did on the show was pretty cool. They took 20 plus sets of identical twins and gave one set of twins a healthy omnivorous diet and then the other twin a healthy vegan diet for 2 months. And just the results were amazing because again, it wasn't we're going to feed you whoppers for 2 months. I mean, it was like, you know, lean chicken, you know, vegetables and, still, and a little
1: white rice and, and just still,
0: the results were still amazing. So
1: eliminate meat but but aren't humans meant to eat meat
0: that's a great question i mean it may and maybe at one time and and again probably if you go kill your own deer bring it back and sustainably you know use that meat then it's not some chicken that's pumped full of antibiotics and there's been you
1: know what's funny about that and i'm not saying this is true but when i first moved here because it's interesting it was it just i was Digress and interrupt myself. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to the audience, but maybe you've learned to follow that now. I just read the other day where the it's twenty year celebration or acknowledgement of the tobacco buyout, what? which would be what oh three ish. Which of course, Mitch McConnell was a hu- was hugely instrumental in, and because you know you grew up here, and when I moved here in eighty eight, fucking tobacco was everywhere. Yeah. it was a beautiful crop. Yeah. you know, late summer August, it would turn to gold right before they harvested it, and but the point of this is. You used to run into these old tobacco farmers, Trisden, who raised their own, rolled it themselves, never loaded it up with chemicals, and a lot of these guys lived to be 80, 90, never got cancer. That's true. They smoked their own, sustainable, right? Yeah. And Because if you looked at when it went to the plant to be uh that could be me. When it went to the plant to um be processed, they put like a hundred different chemicals yeah. in the tobacco. These again, guys were just growing and rolling and smoking their own.
0: Yeah. And you know, I think the point could be made for probably Indians
1: did okay well, with yeah. tobacco
0: for a long time. Now that right. said breathing all and things smoke. being equal <laughs> breathing in smoke over time is never going to be a like good my grandpa thing. said
1: yeah. if god intended you to smoke you to put a chimney on your head right <laughs> so yeah all things being equal probably better yeah. off not smoking but that said i'm sure they were a lot better rolling and yeah. growing their own and smoking it chewing so, it than all the processed shit much like it. meat yeah, like, yeah. yeah I, you, what made me think of that is you said you shoot your own deer you kill it as fresh yeah it's probably well, you know, yeah, because again, the processing they, processed food.
0: Yeah, well, they, they take it. And, and part of the problem, too, is they'll advertise like, you know, these eggs are cage free or, you know, this is a free range, whatever.
1: And
2: it's fresh not, caught salmon. Yeah.
0: And it's none of that. It's kind of all misleading. Right. And so you take a salmon that you actually go catch with your fishing rod. And it's, you know, like point percent fat. But you get a, you know, a farmed salmon and it's like worse for you than God. What was the? Was like worse for you than eating like movie theater popcorn or something. Oh like it was just God. horrible. And you think you're doing this thing for yourself. You're gonna have salmon. You're going light, and just just blows your mind. Oh,
1: that's crazy. So I will watch it. It's a document. It's a like four it's parts four or four episodes, yeah. about
0: forty five minutes each. But just you are what you eat. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It's it definitely worth watching. Yeah, I'm sure as Brielle probably mentioned.
1: And Doctor Brown shows up.
0: Yep, he shows up. Um, he's interviewed. So he talks about Impossible a little bit and. You know, I'm sure he's going to end up quite wealthy from his endeavors or is quite wealthy because of his endeavors. But I think you could take all that from him. And if he could change the world and, you know, kind of preserve the planet is sort of as a scientist, what he wants to do.
1: Well, I think that's provable. You can Google it. I think he was offered like 300 million for the company some years back and said, no. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just going to stay with it. So. True. I know what your answer is. Glad he didn't
0: been. ask me my opinion yeah. on that. <laughs> Sell that motherfucker to McDonald's. Buy daddy a house. No, uh, uh, of course not. I no, mean, it's of a calling. To be, it's a calling. Yeah, and, and it's proud of a uh, family that I have like that. Of
1: no, absolutely. So that's yeah. really cool. But my, yeah, it's, My it's family amazing. are all slobs.
0: <laughs> yeah, like your lawyer nephew that's uh, one of the top 100 lawyers. Uh, yeah, so your family's doing okay. Fair, that's yeah. fair that was, was a fun show, man?
1: Yeah, thank you again, Scott. It was a wonderful show. Yeah, did good. Yeah, and, and, like I want to be his friend. Like he just feels
0: like you know, like you would like to have friends you can have conversations with, and oh, he's smarter great guy. than you. And you know what a like just knowledgeable. Yeah, we went
1: guy. we went to Ocean City on a golf uh, outing, and Scott joined us. Uh, was that pre-COVID? It might have been during COVID. A couple of years back, let's say it was twenty twenty or twenty one, and it wasn't not a far drive from him. He lives in Arlington. It's a little bit of a that that drive to Ocean City is a Bitch, because the last hour where you got to like cross the Annapolis Bridge and come all the way down, it's, it's, you know, it's no interstate and it's country. So it's, it's probably as the crow flies, you know, you could do it in seven hours, but it takes you nine because of all the kind of back roads and stuff that you have to take once you're sort of on that peninsula, uh, Delmarva. But he had come down and we had a wonderful time. And he mentioned his golf games. Golf games, fine. He plays golf like the rest of us do, you know? Yeah. Um, But, there was an occasion where it had rained and uh, my brother, Tom's a uh, very good friend, Rick, uh, Rich Wirtz was, came on that trip. And Rich is an interesting story. There's a guy who made his fortune on wall street, you know, by his mid forties and has taught school at Verona while well, he uh, is the IT guy at Verona high school for 15 years or so. Just a brilliant guy, Princeton grad, really down to earth. Great guy to talk to. And then our friend Dave was on the trip, Berea college graduate, heavy nice. D and, I was the oldest on that trip, I believe, and the and there was a bunch of kids: my son, Tommy's two sons, and so forth. Wes, and uh, it was pouring rain, and the kids talked me. I succumbed to peer pressure, as Dave, Scott. And Rich did not do. They were like, we're just going to stay here. We had rented the apartment above the clubhouse. So it was really cool. We're just going to stay here and chat. I went out. It was absolutely miserable. It was fucking (laughs) pouring. It was like, why? Uh, My brother and I both went. It's like, why? What are we doing? We could have stayed back with the adults, had some great conversation. And Dave and I drove down and back up and down together. And Dave was just very complimentary of, you know, talking with Scott and Rich and just how much fun it was. And, you know, great conversation. And meanwhile, the two white brother idiots are out trying to play golf when it's literally a downpour. <laughs> and the kids are just shit-faced. They don't care. It's like, oh, this is great. No, it's not great. It's not fun in the least.
0: There's a certain age for that, though. Like, you kind yes. of age out of, yes. you know, I did the New Year- New Year's <laughs> Eve Times Square twice, yes. which was great in my 20s. Right. I mean, at 43 years old, right. like, to go stand in the middle of Times Square for 14 hours. And you got to get there, yeah, like no 8 thanks. in the morning, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mardi Gras.
1: But yeah. I would love, I've never went, but people tell me, you know, Mardi Gras, uh, in your 60s yeah, 20s yeah. fantastic well, yeah same now patty and i did talk about perhaps hitting a, a derby this year because i've been to churchill many times never been to a derby I've never lived, done the derby lived in kentucky for 30 plus years so yeah. we just suck it up no it's going to be busy thing is they had so many facilities that they are a company you know raymond worked it twice nice. made, made really good money doing rocket man selling you know uh um uh, shit
2: come Uh-oh. on help me out mint
1: juleps nice selling mint juleps and then on oaks day it's there's another drink but he made very nice money um but he you know said yeah there's 170 thousand people i think it's the singest biggle singest biggle biggest single my god <laughs> it's live baby <laughs> biggest single what was i saying oh singest Biggle. i'm, I'm smelling <laughs> lemons it might are, be are stroke you, time are you
0: off the wagon <laughs> are you off the wagon now
1: Single biggest uh, uh, attended sporting event, you know, single singular event of the year. It is at, ridiculous. At 170,000 people. Yeah, right. I mean, everybody that's anybody. But they're ready for it. You yes. know, there's there's accommodations everywhere. I'm sure there's lines and you're going to have to wait. Because I've been to Churchill when there's 35,000 people and it's great. Yeah. You can wait till two minutes to post to make your bet, you know but uh so maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll drop the uh you know we'll we'll, we'll attempt the derby this year that would be fun I, yeah. I
0: also haven't done it would like to do it just as a social event you know my wife will point out to me that i'm a horse lover and you know you can't hear any news about horse racing without horses shot breaking a leg and i don't know i'm kind of torn on it i mean i i'm an animal lover as well and of course that side of it is sad but isn't it's a business probably just part of the cost of having
1: yeah. it is the, the yeah it's the business what was yeah. the old uh, larry the cable guy Bro, my horse broke its leg so somebody told me to shoot it so now it's got a broken leg and a shotgun injury <laughs> <laughs> nice
0: <Thanks. laughs> oh man this is not the best story i'll tell it early and get it out of the way uh this is absolutely true and i'm, I'm, I'm mad at myself that it's true but uh, i kept waking up with these headaches it's like two or three weeks in a row. And I've used the same pillow for probably two years. And it was just a really hard pillow. A my pillow? No, no, no. This was <laughs> something that I bought at a furniture store. Although thanks for killing the punchline.
1: Oh no. <laughs> um,
0: so just, then what's the true story. So I had this really hard kind of foam pillow for a long time. And I just started waking up with the rear of my head slash neck. I don't know if it was neck or head, but it just, you know, killed me for like several weeks and I couldn't figure out what it was and I had I keep a pillow in bed that I use just to sort of prop my leg up on while I sleep while well, I'm a side sleeper. And so I said, Well, I'm just gonna switch and see if this has any effect. And of course, in my head immediately was better. It was a right, right. really soft but lumpy pillow, as you can imagine. It was something that I had bought years before he get, became entangled with Trump. You know, it just when you when you're a homeowner, you just end up with you have 30 pillows floating around. One of those happened to be my pillow. Oh, that's fine. That's what it was. So the stupid effing my pillow, and it's lumpy and ugly, and it doesn't hold its shape, but it's so soft that it killed well, my
1: headaches. Uh, well, that, that's good, and yeah, I'm sorry <laughs> I good. jumped on your punchline, no, but no, I I'd tell a different story. It, my, I had no idea who Mike Lindell was. This is eight years ago, probably, and yeah. I uh plopped down 200 bucks to get four $50 my pillows because of the, all the advertising. Sure. And the only one who liked it was Brielle. I thought it was a I, I, no and like I said, nothing political about this in the least. Could have cared less who or what Mike Lindell was. I probably wouldn't buy one of his pillows now frankly. Sure same. But I just didn't think it was a great pillow. Nor did Patty. It's funny. Um Brielle well, liked it I still for what it, like it. it was. It was it was kind of like way it was the, the my complaint was it was like too overstuffed. It was like too I don't know. But anyway,
0: yeah, I would completely agree because we had probably did the same thing. There was some kind of TV specials, nineteen dollars, and you get a couple of them or whatever. Didn't like it, which is why you know it was a leg pillow for an indefinite amount of time. Oh, gotcha! Okay. And then switched it over, and yeah. So I, the the moral of the story is, I just needed a softer pillow. Ironically, it was a my pillow from Mike Lindell from
1: those years ago. So that is know. funny. Yeah, good old, yeah. old Mike Lindell cracks me up. So, uh, man,
0: do you see the Donald Trump cover of The New Yorker?
1: Uh, you sent it to me. Yeah. So, Wh- did, did where you check he's. That out? Yeah. Is he dressed as Hitler? He is there. I
0: don't. I guess, yeah, it would sort of have to be a kind of a fat caricature of Hitler. Yeah. Then uh, that's. Is no, that, that, that too far? Not. What do you think?
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is it too far? Hell, who knows? That doesn't help. It doesn't help to bring anybody together.
0: Yeah, it's not. (laughs) But again, I also feel like there has to be a part of it because it feels like the same people in America that watched January 6th and, you know, him continuing to lie about the election. There is a need to urgently say, look, you may like Trump but you're risking the democracy by saying, I just really like his policy. So you can like his policy vote for Nikki Haley or, you know, DeSantis or somebody else. So I don't know to blow the whistle on Donald Trump as a, a potential dictator. I mean, he's said, I will be a dictator on day one.
1: <laughs> That's um Uh, apparently what Biden's so, so I don't think Biden's going to step away because the holidays have come and gone. I don't think he's going to pull an LBJ. So it looks like Joe is going to be the democratic nominee. And apparently the strategy is going to be just that he gave that speech on January 6th. And of course my sister started firing off texts about, uh, you know, yada, yada, but apparently it's going to be, you know, you may not like me, but at least I'm not going to end the democracy. And apparently that has an appeal, you know, MAGA 35%, whatever it is, yeah, they're they're voting for Trump. Okay, right. we got that. But of course it's those six, eight percent in the middle right. who are gonna have to go in there Just and say the fuck and, and it's gonna be, you know, Republicans may hate this, MAGA people may hate this. You're gonna hear about January sixth from now until November seventh. Have to take a look. See what election day. First Tuesday of November. November. First so Tuesday after the first Monday. So see, we'll give you a uh, we'll give you a little education. November fifth is election day this year. Okay. So um but you're going to hear about it between now and that and abortion. That's what Democrats are going to run on. I mean, I'm sorry if you hate that, but that's what they're going to run on.
0: Well, my thought on that is a, isn't politics sort of repeating the bad shit that your other side did. Absolutely. Talk to me about January six, when there's some evidence that Hillary Clinton had something negative to do in Benghazi other than being mediocre at the time. Like show me something that, you know, Hillary's emails, the everything that Hillary Clinton did for a fucking decade, I mean, how many times did you hear Benghazi? Jesus fucking Christ. Sure. Like, this is a real thing. We all saw this live on national TV. Look, and you can show the edited version. There's some peaceful parts of that day. Right. There was a lot of parts that were not peaceful and right. cops getting fucking strangled and kicked and sure. whatever else. So
1: windows <laughs> there was a, broken there was, and desks yeah, overturned. And yeah,
0: there was a real thing that we all got to watch. Right. So to continue to bring that up, like, hey, remember that real thing that we all saw yeah, I mean, I guess to our or to the political benefit of the Democrats, but it's fucking scary to think that that could be on the horizon.
1: Yeah, and the speech that he gave, which again, it's all on videotape. You can parse it and cut it up, but it was basically, let's go to the Capitol and let's you know uh, stand in opposition to this vote, and Mike Pence do the right thing. Do the, do the right thing. He did the right thing. Yeah. He stood for the Constitution.
0: Exactly. And I'll you credit. Know, even
1: if he did it begrudgingly, he did it.
0: He, he, if, yeah. And I'll credit <laughs> Ari Mel. Yeah. Or, uh, Ari, Ari, Ari Melber, CNN. Yeah. Uh, he had a comment about it uh, that I thought was apropos. It was something to the effect of basically you, you could make a legal argument that Donald Trump didn't incite January 6th. But the fact of the matter is, if he's not saying that stuff, January sixth never happens
1: Probably so. So
0: uh, that's beautifully put. Probably, like, it's certainly so. not happening, irregardless of whether or not you think it's all his fault. or Now
1: not. that none of that anger has gone away, so you still have to deal with that. I mean, look, because Trump's Biden's, language
0: hasn't went away.
1: Right, Biden's been a fairly competent president. Now that may blow Tony's head off and Aaron's head off and my sister's head off, but he's been a fairly competent president. I. you know i'm not going to divulge numbers but i took a look at the portfolio the stock portfolio last month i was like dang not that that's the be all and the end all but man it's fucking irish and your money it's right it's it's been (laughs) it's it's been on a good run for a couple of months the uh, fed has said that they are done cutting interest rates now they haven't yet said they'll start to slash them back but they're close to that two percent which is what they look for as an inflation rate jobs are at all-time highs now my sister will say well, of course they're at all-time highs people like me have to work four jobs all right wages are at an all-time high unemployment's at a low i mean the economy's doing very well yeah and if you don't want to say very well, you can't say, "Oh, it sucks," which sure. which is so ironic. If because- you did any
0: Christmas shopping this year, good luck saying that the economy's garbage. But Fox will Fox will sort of, and
1: yeah. then the acolytes will repeat it, and they'll do it in this sort of nefarious way, like, "No, the economy's doing pretty damn good." Right. Problem is, there's messaging; it's not getting out there. So I guess Biden and the folks around him said, "You know, we can spend the next eight months talking about the economy, banging our heads against the wall, even though it's decent. People aren't going to say that, or we can just blast." the democracy angle, democracy angle, and keep throwing abortion in there. And I think that's what you're going to see. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. and And speaking of Biden, I don't know if you happen to watch Meet the Press this week.
1: Uh, no, we had a high school tournament and I had to go to work. Okay, yeah. so pretty
0: cool interview with Republican Congresswoman Elise Stefanik from New York. Oh, yeah, who and, was
1: the one who basically got the presidents of the colleges out, right? Yeah. So, so how did she come across?
0: Making a name, man, like a... I mean, again, to me, I feel like I'm in the middle, but to me, like a cuckoo bird.
1: Oh, did she? She was kind oh, of... Oh, no pep.
0: shit. She was parenting the Trump verbiage. The two things that I wrote down that she said was the Biden crime family.
1: Okay. Like which, my sister would say, just like Trump, those are talking exactly, points to Trump,
0: you know, <laughs> rally Biden talking point. Fan, right. And I just think that's unfair. Of like course. you could say Hunter Biden, whatever you want. You can't say <laughs> Dr. Jill Biden and Joe Biden are running a crime <laughs> family. Like, crime. like that's, I mean, that is, I mean, there's so many good clips of people like Lindsey Graham, you know,
1: talk far, about what a great guy clear. Joe you Biden is. You can say is. what you
0: want about Joe Biden, but he's, he's a great, great human being. He's he's the best guy. We don't agree politically, but nobody could stand on the morals of Joe Biden. Like there's so many of these clips, and the all Biden, of a sudden he's
1: the leader the of the girl. crime family, Joe Soprano. Like,
0: yeah, the week that Donald Trump comes out is uh, on the 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 Epstein list. <laughs> Joe Biden's leading the crime family. Give me a fucking break. So she said the Biden crime family, and then she said uh, another Donald Trump rally term, January sixth hostages the folks that are in jail for being you know part of january 6th hostages, hostages. and i just think man well,
1: fuck our state did you see what kentucky did no uh, kentucky republicans uh, proposed a bill yesterday which will get passed because it's overwhelming kentucky uh, overwhelming republican in kentucky andy Bashir can veto it but it was basically that there's been an overreach to prosecute these people and we need to back away from that and you know because it's election year now so so obviously republicans know that this is a bad issue and this is why to answer your question you know Yes, if your political opponent has a vulnerability, you take every advantage of that. Now, I'm sorry if that's – well, look at what happens if you're a Biden supporter. Why do you think Fox mentions his addled state every chance they get? Because Every
0: time the mics are hot? Because
1: people think they can prove that that's the case. Well, you and I can say, oh, that's terrible and ridiculous. Not going to keep Fox from doing it. Now, the same people have to see it the other way. They're going to continue with January 6th right up until that election day because it is an issue that has legs. Yeah. It's the fucking democracy at yeah, stake. I agree. Now, you know, that's kind of important. It's, it's, yeah, kind of the biggest
0: deal. If you're <laughs> yeah. if you're driving around in a pickup truck with we the people on the back of it, the Constitution, <laughs> kind, there's a reason that kind of you're matters. You're able to put
1: we the people. Yeah.
0: So now mm-hmm. I guess my question to you is now if we're looking at January 6th with common sense. Now, again, we saw the footage. Yes, we're a little bit biased. But do you try to find a difference? And maybe the law already has. But do you try to find a difference between the people that are busting the windows to get in there and yeah. the dumb, yeah, you know, seven-year-old yes, mom sure. that just happened to be walking yes, through part of the rally? So yeah, if there,
1: if there's somebody being prosecuted who was there, I mean, I would have gone. It's a political rally. I don't, you know, it's cool. I, yeah. I would. I think it would be. I've said to you on this show, I've never done this, but I think it would be very entertaining to go to a Trump rally. I agree. Because you and I are not out front. We're not going to be wearing Trump socks. We're not going to be, you know, you're just going to be talking to people. And you probably find a lot of great people. So if somebody was there in that vein, no, they shouldn't be prosecuted. But if you busted a window, you overturned a desk, you slammed a police officer's head into a wall, prosecute them.
0: Right. Now Now, what if, okay, the fighting's done, the doors have been opened. Somebody that was just at the rally, they happened to walk in. Is that the line that you draw? I mean, that's or- a
1: tough one. Yeah. No. And, and if and if Elise Stefanik can prove to us that those people have been prosecuted, then I would agree that that's wrong. Sure. I think the people that have been prosecuted are the ones the who- The Proud Boys that incited yeah. and weapons and were yes. fucking
0: repelling off the- Yeah. I think so. Agreed. And I don't know how you make a very good argument that that's not okay. Because again, I'll I'll pull the race card. Like, you imagine if that if was the president and that was BLM. Oh, my God. Ooh, there would have been a lot of dead people there. That yeah, there would have. So, and sorry to say that, that's just the case. There would have. You, the, you look at, you know, 12,000 black folks trying to break into the Capitol, there would have been fucking oh machine guns.
1: God. Out there. Yes, there I'm would have. I'm glad it wasn't. No, I mean, that's sort of, you sound like a Chris Rock bit, right? Kind of. Hey, my favorite time of day. Can you read that? Yeah, one, two, three, four. Yeah, because I'm a huge Springsteen guy. One, two, three, four. That <laughs> is, that's my favorite time of day. One, two, three, four. Pretty good. So, uh, as changing subjects. Well, I, let's. But oh, first, sure. to
0: continue at least Stephonic, Like, man, oh. I guess she's making a real play to be the VP. Which is. Oh, kind of you what think it, so?
1: Yeah, that she sort of
0: owned it. Okay. So they asked, like, "Do you want to, you know, be a part of?" Oh yeah, I'll take any I'll ta- part of the oh, you know, you campaign. So
1: stuff. I will download. I'll do the on demand and I'll watch that Meet the Press because I'd love to see that interview with her because yeah. she sort of has just made her name now. On these, on um, grilling these college professors, you know, yeah. over their anti-Semitic ways, and didn't
0: necessarily hate those questions. You should be able to answer that question: is Is it an expellable offense? You know, if you if you say publicly that all Jews should die or whatever it was. So yeah, I mean, I think you kind of have to be prepared for those questions, right? As you know, the head of a college. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, so I don't necessarily hate the lady, but yeah, some of that, some of that language that you know. Uh, again, the uh, Biden crime family yeah. and the January 6th hostages. hostages. Like, I don't think I'd
1: heard that. Oh. That's a new term now. I just the heard January Trump say it, and just, th- so I guess it's hostages. now. Good Christ. Yeah. And, he, you know, Trump is no idiot. He's He's got, he looks at his polls, too. Obviously, that language polls well with MAGA. I mean, it just does.
0: Yeah. And you just wonder, though, is it you know, going to get him over the edge with the I don't folks think so in the middle.
1: No, I, I don't think so.
0: I mean, I, I think- the only
1: way it does is if they turn Trump, you know, they uh, I'm sorry, they turn Biden into this babbling idiot. And that's why they play it over and over and over and over. But you watch him give that speech on the 6th of January. He doesn't miss a beat. Yeah, I, I don't know. Where the bumbling idiot comes from, but it's just it's it's now it's you know uh, perceptions become reality.
0: Well, you know, again, I think how they do that, and it's easy, and you could do it to anybody. And and to be fair, the left does it to Trump. If you're in front of a camera talking for two hours in a day, look, if you videoed these, you know, our podcast, you could have a 100- hundred
1: a lot of parts where
0: I'm, you know and you could replay that over and over and there's a great argument to be made that Trisden Reynolds is addled and has alzheimers if you play, you know if you cut right. out every time i fucked something up and right.
1: put it together yeah, right. so yeah I, mean, I get
0: how they do it but yeah it is a little dis or a lot disingenuous, disingenuous yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah especially when the country is doing pretty damn well but yeah. you know there's just so much partisanship oh. But um uh, yeah. It oh, commercial. And some
0: of that's yeah. So yeah, I guess we should take a little break. Yes, hear from our wonderful sponsors, who I'll give an extra mention to. So we'll thank our buddy uh, Tony at We Do Epoxy, who bought some uh, blood, some nuts for me. Some nuts. There's some sockets. That's why. I sold some sockets on Marketplace. And so I, he's got to meet me and, and pick And I texted up Tony sockets.
1: last night just sort of a little bit of business of the podcast. We basically always did this on Thursdays and dropped it to Troy on Friday and Troy had taken a new job first of the year so he asked us to do it a little earlier in the week so it might not be quite as topical by Friday but it's still close. So I sent Tony a text last night. Congratulations National Champ. He's a University of Michigan grad. Oh yeah.
0: Very cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he said Tony. he
1: graduated with Harbaugh. So yeah. Good deal. Tony well, National it, Champ's yeah. a big deal.
0: Yeah. And as a Michigan man, he really is celebrating that for yeah. sure. So, yeah, so we got to get with Tony and sell him some sockets. But uh, thanks to Dad's Flooring here in the Dad's Flooring Studios, Troy at Front Porch. And, you know, going back to the Troy thing, you know, I only release the show on Friday because that's kind of when we do it and he gets it back. So if we do a show on Tuesday and... and uh, Send it to
1: him? Yeah. He can release it Wednesday? I'll
0: release it as soon as he sends it to me. So, that's cool. yeah, you know, We won't have any wait between okay. much weight between doing it. And, you know, we obviously want to
1: or stay with Friday. I mean Friday's kind of works. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, what are you You're, you're the executive producer. Yeah, as, as
0: long as we're, you know, taking care of Troy, I'm I'm fine with whatever. I'm just the
1: enormous talent.
0: That, that's it. Just the giant weight of enormous talent <laughs> and of course, <laughs>
1: kind of like an anchor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nate with Stove Lake Media guys, we appreciate you so much and we'll take a time out, do a quick commercial and we will be right back. Hi, this is Tony with We Do Epoxy, and I'm looking for ugly floors. I mean, so ugly, dirt won't stick to it. We can take your ugly garage, basement, porch, or patio and turn it into a work of art in just a couple of days. Is your garage floor so ugly you keep the door closed to prevent anyone from seeing it? We Do Epoxy can fix that. Stop living with ugly concrete. Call me today at 859-582-7920. That's Tony at 859-582-7920. Welcome back. Welcome back.
1: Hello, Triz. So Saturday, um, we went to uh, the celebration of life for my pal Tracy, who I told you had passed away on yeah. the 20th of December. And those celebrations of lives, celebration of life is kind of a nicer way. Like, I don't know if you have the Irish to blame because they are a melancholy and a sentimental people. But, you know, the, the body, and I'm not picking on this in any way. I've gone to Wakes my whole life. Wakes is what the Catholics call it. The viewing down here where the body is... On display for lack of a better term, and you say you could argue is a little maudlin. modeling a little uh you know, I don't want to say creepy, but maudlin is um uh see I can use the word, but I can't actually define it. I order.
0: would have said creepy, so and I've done a okay, hundred so, of them. So, but yes. So yeah, I would so, agree
1: that there's probably a different way. So you can use you can use creepy, but And some people may need that closure, um, I guess. Tearfully sentimental. That's funny. So it is the Irish. So Maudlin is described as tearfully sentimental, often through drunkenness, <laughs> self pity. Every weekend, Maudlin. So man. that's Maudlin. So, <laughs> but these celebrations of lives where there was uh, there wasn't even an urn. Uh, Tracy was cremated. I'm not sure where his ashes were, but. Um, You know, uh, Janae, his wife, had actually asked me to speak, and I spoke mostly about what he had done for us at Galaxy, but also with the good friends we became. You know, he was born in 59, graduated high school in 77. Me, born in 60, graduated in 78, so we had that connection. He was a lover of music. In fact, a lot of his albums, which reminded me of the collection that my brother has up at Garden Place, were all displayed. Um, His guitar was there. It It was very nice. That's awesome. Yeah, and a couple other people spoke, but the coolest thing was, Again, being Catholic, I'd call it the mass card, but the funeral card had a barcode, and you download that barcode onto Spotify, and it's a music list that Tracy had put together prior to his passing. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was fucking great technology right really cool amazing yeah very cool yeah oh i didn't bring it with me i was going to show you but uh, i put it left it in my other one but yeah very very cool and it was just great we we listened to it driving home and it's uh you know and that was a I mentioned this in my dissertation he was not a springsteen fan and so i said you know all my you know all my formative years were in jersey i had to move to to kentucky to my late 20s so uh we used to disagree on that and we'd go back and forth and the other funny little thing i told was he was a huge patriots fan again jersey jet fan and every time you know every audit he'd either have a patriot hat or patriot jersey (laughs) also had a, a thing around his license plate new england patriots so one day i snuck out now here's how i told the story clean it up a little bit and i said i put a little jet sticker on his bumper and a couple of weeks went by and he said you put that jet sticker there but what i actually put was handwritten tom brady is gay <laughs> and i put that on his fucking bumper because i told patty afterwards he's like you lied to the people i'm like his brother is is right. a gay man he was yeah. there i'm like i'm telling that story in it's front a, of a hundred it's a 100 much 100
0: better people. story to put guess, the jet sticker yes i cleaned it up at the funeral
1: bit, yeah. but i did i put tom brady is gay on his bumper you know it was about that big a little square and right. he drove with it for two weeks he's like you son of a bitch <laughs> so rest in peace to just a great guy great fan gr- friend great family man wife and two kids both kids spoke uh, and it's so funny we're like the same his daughter's 30 his son's 26 brielle's 31 raymond's 27 i mean we just connected on so much and, and his dad was there and i asked him i said mr colberson how old would you be i always ask folks i put it this way how old will you be on your next birthday and he thought for a minute and he was using a walker but he said On January 20th, I'll be 89. Wow. So that was Tracy's lineage, except for this fucking pancreatic cancer. Yeah. You know, his dad's going to probably hit 90. Yeah. And a bitch, man. He died at 64. Yeah. Yeah, just a great guy. It's not fair. Yeah, Great guy. No, well, it's not. So rest in peace, my good friend, and thank you for that playlist. A lot of Foo Fighters. He was a huge fan of Dave Grohl. Yeah. Yeah. The Foo's are great. Yeah. Oh, Dave's, Dave's the man. Yeah.
0: Can't argue that. So I had a discussion with uh, Kelly, the owner of my company. Yes, sir. Yes,
1: sir. Yeah. I know him well. Haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah. Hello, Kelly. I know he listens. He had some nice things to say about you.
0: <laughs> True story. He did. We we, we we it was funny. He had he was feeling a little under the
1: weather. Oh, I thought you were going to say he was drunk.
0: No, no, no. He was well. He was wildly drunk, but he was yeah. he was uh, under the weather. And uh, I told him I would have a sit down and grab a cup of coffee with him mm-hmm. before I made a final decision on the uh, running for...
1: Oh, half. nice.
0: Yeah, so we this of course he did it on my day off yeah, when of I was course. on vacation. He wouldn't have done it had I, <laughs> you know, had he been paid me to work. If it work. cost him any money. <laughs> so a little Kelly shot. But uh, so we, we actually had a really nice conversation, probably for a couple hours about running. Wow. And he was very supportive. So credit to him. He was, you know, I think, I think his... You know, had he been given the choice to make the decision for me, I think he would have chose no. But he said, "I'll support you any way I can." And you know, you're completely good to gluten free ads. You gluten free ads? Oh no! Sure. Not so no, <laughs> God, can you imagine? Oh God, the scandal! Well, people think that. People think that you know, if you're affiliated with the radio station, but we do a really good job, and you remember that in regulating. You know, it doesn't matter what party you are. It we take that stuff seriously. You sure. you can't give discounts to your buddy. Right. Like you'll go to prison. But uh, so I did decide not to run. That's the filing deadline was Friday. And, uh, you know, after speaking to, you know, some some people that, yeah, I valued their opinion as much as I like to do it and would love at some point in the future to do it. Just didn't feel like the right time. And I also spoke to uh, one of the congressional leaders uh, who said that Brashear was going to call me. And I did hold out. The only f- final holdout I said was if the governor calls me, I he may talk me into it. I told my wife, I said, "I'm out unless Brashear calls," and he didn't. So I was safe and and ended gotcha. up. Gotcha. Yeah, it's tough to tell the governor yeah, of your no, state. I, that's I, I a I can't, dumb
1: thing to do. Yeah, I can't help out because the governor's so, pretty powerful.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I agree. But it was a it was a really fun few weeks to consider that. And uh, one of the nice things Kelly said, he goes you know, somebody Ray's age, like Ray should run. Ha! Like Ray would be perfect for something like that. And he said, and I would vote for him. And so I thought oh, holy you would get a kick out of that. But I thought the same thing. I told Kelly, I said, you know, I told Ray the same because again, you know, you're within that sort of retirement age. You've already said like financially, you don't have to be doing anything. Right. And, you know, that would be, you know, you're obviously a political hobbyist or more as I am. Yeah, and that's what I call you know,
1: myself. Yeah. So. Oh, it would be great. Yeah, no, it, it would be very, very interesting. Now, you might get totally disenchanted when you went to Friday. You couldn't go there expecting, you know, I'm going to change everything. No, no. Kind of no. got to go along and figure out the game and defer to the seniors and so forth. Well, and but, as
0: a Democrat, you know, it's you're tough. already going to be behind the eight ball for sure.
1: It's tough. You're behind the eight ball. But, again, congratulations on, you know, being asked. That's a real honor and uh, very cool that you thought about it as much as you did. And, uh, I, and I get it. I mean, you're 42. Three, three, and it's you still got years ahead of you working, and you know.
0: And I could have kept my job, but again, I, I think you. It, there's just so much risk, as polarizing as politics is right now. Well, that's true too. To say you know, and I've got you know a hundred clients.
1: That's fair. Probably that's 30, a actually real life consideration.
0: thirty percent right, of those clients are Democrats, and it's so taking you a solid lo- seventy or Republican, right. probably. Forty percent of those are MAGA, MAGA, and might just be like, "Well, I'll oh, fuck you." You, you know, and it's and
1: taken you a long time to build that. Exactly, yeah. a very long
0: time, right? And yeah, obviously, I would like to not shatter that for a race that is pretty losable in this red state, anyway. Right? So, I, I just thought, she
1: may run unopposed now. Who knows? Well, that was that When
0: I spoke to the Democrats last, she was unopposed. Unopposed, so, yeah,
1: yeah. Which, yeah. yeah, you don't want to be the sacrificial lamb, right? Agreed. So, no, I, I get that fully.
0: Yeah, but it, but it, yeah, it was a pretty cool process and amazing to kind of have an inside seat and see how some of that stuff works and kind of how many people will reach out to you to try and talk yeah, in something no, like that. Cool. So, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, it was, it was fascinating. But something you should put on your radar. I would love to be a campaign manager for you in the near future for yeah. an, well, that an might election. Work. might oh. be something you could
1: do. It would give further reason for my wife not to listen to me.
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, there's <laughs> something, too. My wife was not... And I think my wife, uh, you know, has no interest whatsoever in standing on a stage with me. while I say? Well, there's that. You know,
1: just <laughs> I've not, run a good campaign. Yeah, fully or, supportive of my, my family's fully yeah. supportive. Meanwhile, it's like let's get out of here. Yeah, she just that's has funny. No, no
0: interest whatsoever in
1: that.
0: So, I, <laughs> no, I get it. Definitely that's, our life, and I had to take that. Into yeah, sure,
1: too. absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
0: but yeah, so that was pretty fun. Um, man, I thought I'd say some nice stuff about religion well you know i i tend to be probably somewhere in between agnostic and atheist uh you know certainly we're somehow here i i can't prove one way or the other how but it certainly doesn't feel like uh the religious texts speak to me in a way that i feel like that's 100 percent accurate so yeah so i certainly struggle with religion and no secret obviously if i'm putting that out in public but around christmas time uh there was a person that i knew that was out of work through no fault of their own. And I had reached out. Actually, I started with uh, Walmart and Meyer who immediately said, yes, we'd love to help. Just no questions asked, uh, sign checks. And I had a buddy of mine with the American Legion who I had reached out to on something uh, was even unrelated. And he had, and I had mentioned it to him. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, well I'm out getting a Christmas tree for this person. And uh, so I had sort of went and got a tree and helped with decoration, some of this stuff. And uh, he was like, okay, well the American Legion would like to help. And uh, so he gave me a a pretty sizable check and had went to his church or called his pastor. And he was like, well, yeah, typically we don't do this type of thing without a little bit more warrant warning and running it through the deacons. But he's like, the church also wants to cut a big check. So we had like a, And I donated probably $300 worth of food from their food bank. So in just this one little sort of, you know, it was a whim. I just on a whim thought, well, I wonder if there's anything I could do, you know, because it was the day before we celebrated our Christmas vacations, like December 22nd. It was my last day of work. And I just made like three phone calls just to see if there was anything that could be done. And uh, so this local church uh, just completely went all out. And I just really wanted to say that it was cool to see how many people that, you know, sort of just that's are, love to help so How appreciative like
1: was the individual? Oh, yeah, unbelievable.
0: That's, so. that's wild. Unbelievable Good for you, so. man. So, yeah, so it was a... Uh, you should run for office. <laughs> I may run for office one day. <laughs> but, you know, it was him, his wife, uh, his, his two, three, three kids, and, uh, yeah, I mean, just... He's the best person on earth, or I wouldn't have even thought to do it. That's wild. And, uh, you know, so it it worked out as good as it could have, because my wife is going to be like, he's just going to be insulted that you're doing this. She's always kind of, you know, giving me the, you know, (laughs) look at the other side of this. (laughs) She's the devil on my shoulder. But I'm like, no, I think it's going to be good. I, You know, I don't know that a lot of people are going to be mad when you're trying to do something. Sure. And it started because I had stopped by his house to check in on him because he'd been out of work and he didn't have a tree up and there was no Christmas decoration. And I know obviously that he was, you know, into, he's very Christian guy. Mm-hmm. So like, I, again, apropos that the church really Man, that's came through fantastic. from really, wow, really that big. Is, so yeah, yeah
2: he ended up, great.
0: I want to say I, when I walked in, I, he got, it was in the seven or $800 cash.
1: Man, that's fantastic. Plus
0: gift cards from Walmart, Meyer, Christmas tree, and uh, like $200 in food. Man, that's great. So it was pretty cool. So for all the bitching I do about churches. And I do because I feel like. Absolutely right. You know, there's like when you look at Israel and Hamas right now, it's a lot of that, if not all of it, is just my religion better, we're going to go kill a bunch of people. But when you look at what they do on a local level, and Absolutely. man, there's so much good that they and do and so many and can good be people. Done, And, and
1: wonderful. Not people. to mention one thing that always gets overlooked with churches, and this is a very, I think it would be called a pedestrian way to look at it. But if you're new to an area, It's probably the best way to meet people. Very true. Going to church is, you know, because you're going to find folks like you and some not, but you're going to. Yeah, no, church is a because you can't be anywhere in the country where there's not a small Catholic church somewhere. I mean, even in places where where the Catholics are not particularly loved. I say that only because I grew up Catholic and I would probably be comfortable there. But uh, I'm getting Gillette, Wyoming. I don't wow. think I, I don't think I know, and unless Liz Cheney's has could be it could be Liz. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's wonderful. Kudos to you. That's yeah, really well, cool.
0: Kudos, I think, to the church and everybody and to, yeah, else. And, yeah, sure. No, so, nothing wrong sure. with it. Yeah, it's, but, it's,
1: there's a lot of good. But it was it was
0: it was a really it was a busy day because I was kind of going from place to place and getting the tree and getting the check and it just sort of it was just I guess if you re- read Matthew McConaughey, it was green light after green light of people just. Throwing positivity and trying
1: to help. And I had a similar uh, situation, which a lot of us did after Daniel Ellis was killed, the Richmond police officer. Boy, yeah. had some years sad. now. Twenty seventeen ish, eighteen, fifteen. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Could be and that. we did a fundraiser at Galaxy, uh, as many many people did. But uh, yeah, the uh, people that were willing to this wasn't churches as much as it was businesses, but it, they were all willing to help with one exception, which I can tell you about off air. Let's hear on air, which is a funny exception. But no people people were wonderful. Yeah, um, and you know so so there's that. And I think people get jaded,
0: you know, with so many people kind of begging for help. And you'll see somebody on Facebook, my electric's going to get turned off and you just don't know with, with that. But I think when you trust that what you're doing is going to the right place and you know, the people actually need it. And I guess by most accounts are just trying to better themselves and be good. They aren't crackheads. Um, people do want to help. I
1: think. They do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's and that's across the board. That's not yes. that's not a conservative or a liberal Definitely. issue or a Republican or a Democratic issue. That's that's where we do need to find more common ground. No, absolutely right. Yeah.
0: And you, you had a couple things, right? That's-
1: well, we had an interesting conversation. As I always tease and say that this, uh, and it's not really teasing. I think it's the truth that this podcast emanated out of the fact that we don't do a lot of work at Galaxy. We talk, <laughs> we talk a lot, but uh, there were several other people there, but it was largely me and um, uh, Lucas debating. Which is the harder philosophy, conservatism or liberalism? And Lucas was adamant that conservative, and I'll tell you why. Conservatism is the harder philosophy to subscribe to because you have to stick to your guns, and you know you're going to get a lot of backlash and a lot of crap for sticking to your guns, but you stick to your guns, and that makes it very hard where you liberals are wishy-washy and you accept everything. It's an interesting way to look at it. Now, I would say, and I'll let you answer, I think liberalism is harder because of the nuance, because you have to ask questions. Questions about things but i thought okay that's a way to look at it so which is the harder philosophy to live your life by conservatism or liberalism
0: well i mean the first thing that comes to my mind is that the the big defining factor of that it's going to be much easier in kentucky to live as a conservative in your daily life because there's so much more of it and it's so much more accepted just you going back to the whole political thing Look, I'm risking my career when I say that there's a D by my name so that, you know, and it would be the same in California if you were a Republican and you were a conservative. So I think where you are plays a huge role in that. But now if you're saying you're taking the two parties and you're putting somebody in a 50-50 neutral spot, then I think there's a pretty good argument to be made that it could kind of go either way. You think so? You know, because, again, there's. So many good arguments against church and religion and, you know, so many positive arguments for allowing women to control their bodies and abortion. So, look, and again, I think, and on the flip side of that, there's good arguments on the opposite end. So, I don't think there's a right and wrong or easier or harder. I mean, I think we all kind of stand by our guns i mean i don't think you know we change our minds with new information but i don't think there's gonna well, be conservatives
1: any- have more guns but go ahead <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs>
0: sh- that's fair but uh yeah I, I think you know overall we all are kind of stuck in our you know our moral philosophy we're you know, we're not going to change yeah. who we are but with new information i do i would say that democrats i don't think that that's the wrong way well that be. might be a better but way you- to
1: ask that question then is it easier to because uh, okay so prefacing prefacing it by saying it's almost impossible to move people politically generally okay so you start there but you say is it easier to move a conservative a little bit left or a liberal a little bit right that might be a better way to ask that question
0: yeah and I think there's some movement there right like you can see you can have a good conversation and you can see a smidge of movement well what you're not going to see is you know somebody changing an entire philosophy
1: I would proffer this which is you know and I Say it, you know, sort of self with a self deprecating nature, but Lucas is, is much less. And I think he would admit this begrudgingly, perhaps much less a conservative guy in twenty twenty four now than he was in twenty eleven when he came to work. You know, you are sitting there listening to my bullshit for thirteen <laughs> years. There's probably some eye rolls and some Christ. Does this guy ever shut up? But I don't. <laughs> I don't present myself in a far flung crazy fashion. And I think some of the things. I mean. He and his wife were pretty much single voter issues, which was abortion. Single issue voters. Uh, Single issue voters. What did I say? Single single voter issues. issues. Single issue voters, and it was abortion. If you were pro-abortion in any way, they weren't getting your vote. I can't speak for Ashley. I think she's moved from what he tells me. But Lucas isn't that guy anymore because we've had some pretty interesting discussions about choices and, you know, a woman's right and so forth and so on. So he's not a single issue voter anymore so i mean there's been some movement yeah and And he makes a lot of great points about conservatism that makes me and me and you think you know there's fair questions to be asked by conservatives
0: right and and i would say you know since the beginning of this podcast i've moved to the right in really diving into these issues and talking to our friends on the right now again i'm not moved into the right i'm still on the left but i'm closer to the center because of the conversations i've had and i think when people are open to seeing where people they maybe they might value their opinion are coming from as opposed to just the stereotypical left-wing crazy or the stereotypical yes. right-wing Well, that's job
1: kind of what we've tried to do right.
0: right exactly and once you have these real conversations with people that you know aren't crazy or aren't idiots and okay well I can see that point of view a little bit I mean again I always go to abortion and there's a reason why it's hard to just hate people who don't want fetuses to be aborted Right? Like, you see the point of that. Of course. Because if somebody walked up to you and said, "Uh, our dog was pregnant with six puppies, and, you know, we we terminated the pregnancy of those puppies, there'd be a part of you that'd be like, oh, that sucks. You know, puppies. You know? So you feel this, like, you see both sides. It's just.
1: And those caricatures that are made of both sides, like, you know, every. Pro choice person wants to, you know, wants to say that anybody who's opposed to a, abortion is, you know, a, 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 a Christian kook, you know, and that's not the case. Like, I and I always said that about Lucas and his wife. I think they come to that in a very real place. They have four children, they're doing a great job raising them. Children are paramount in their lives. They don't want to see what they believe is the murder of a child happen. Yeah, I'm not going to ever sit judgment on that. Sure. You
0: now, know, at the end of the day, I think with uh, Governor Bashir's powerful message, the 12 year old girl who was raped by her father. Or whatever it was. I think the difference is people like you and I would say, yeah, I don't like abortion. I don't prefer abortion, but I do see the need on occasion, you know, mother could die or, or, you know, child was molested by a family member or molested at all. But again, I see the need for the legalization and for those laws to not be in place. But, you know, I hope nobody has to make those types right. of challenging decisions. Right. So,
1: and yeah, probably agree that abortion as birth control is not the greatest no, way No, we don't, we don't love yeah. that, of course. No. Now,
0: again, I don't know how you probably monitor that, but, yeah, it's, it sucks to think of, you know, yeah, abortion is. birth control. But that's a good
1: answer. Yeah, okay. So there you so, go, Lucas. Yeah. He did listen to a podcast or two. Did he really? Well, Cliff, old Cliff, <laughs> who's our maintenance guy, had, um, was, what's, what's, what is this, right? What do you do? So I explained it to him, helped him download Spotify. <laughs> And what, what fucking podcast does he stumble on, Tristan, except for the one where I'm very, which I was not. I was saying a racist would say, not Ray White would say, but when I did my sure. Indian thing of course not. about, hey, Haji, we, you know, I got English blood and.
0: Be for careful. I don't, we're, we're paying Troy now to get in for a hundred so. years. Okay. Yeah. So
1: whatever I said, and, 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 and Cliff is like, Oh my God, I can't believe you said that. Yada, yada. So he plays it for Lucas and Lucas is like, Jesus, right? Eh, maybe I'll take a listen, but he, he was complimentary. I think he listened to two episodes and he was like, yeah, you guys are pretty entertaining.
0: Well, and Lucas is the type of guy too, that I would, you know, he's a Republican, uh, I'd love to have him on
1: and sort of have yeah, some of the debates that we've him. had. With, yeah, yeah no, I'd love to have Very, him. very intelligent dude. Yeah. Makes his points very well. Completely agree. Anyhow. Except when it comes to John Calipari, because that was another discussion. That was Who's the better coach? Because I don't know if you saw how close you followed college basketball. Patino's got his St. John's Redmen team 24th in the country. Wow. Crazy. He's just a
0: great coach. Say well, what you will that about was everything else. It's
1: like, who's the better coach, Calipari or Patino? And there's this young kid who works for us, John, who's about 24 and loves NBA college basketball. It's his thing. He's a Kentucky guy. He's a good kid. So he comes walking in. Brandon was there, Matt, who's a UK grad. And uh, I said, Johnny boy, who is the better coach, Rick Patino or John Calipari? He's standing in the doorway. He goes, is it even a question? And I look at Lucas. I go, well, he, let, let's see what his answer is. And he goes, obviously, Patino. And then Lucas goes, uh, but Cal is 8-2 and two against Patino and they're coaching against each other. It's <laughs> like, all right, all right. Yeah, there's no, I mean, Ricky is... Arguably the best college coach that we've seen. I know his I, trouble. If he stays at UK, he's Coach K. He's here. Oh, he's, yeah. he's here thirty-three years now. Agreed. Whatever it is, he's got six national championships. You yeah. know, I agree. But he, if you know, if you could get Rick Pitino in a quiet moment, would he say, "Man, I should have fucking stayed in Lexington"? Probably. I'm sure he would. And, and the thing that I would say,
0: uh, Patino between the lines. And a preparation coach getting and kids man. ready to play and X's and Crazy. O's. Crazy to me, it's unquestionably better than Calipari. But Calipari, I think, is at another level of recruiting. that you know, that you know, that he is. uh, Patino isn't.
1: He is. So, no, he's the best recruiter. Best for recruiter
0: sure. of all time. Good coach. Patino not man. a great
1: yeah. X and O's guy. Exactly. Yep, that's exactly. I've watched John Calipari get out coached any number of times. You don't watch Rick Patino get out. And I'm
0: sure in a quiet moment, Calipari would tell you, "Well, when you have the best five guys in the country, you don't have to be the best coach, right?
1: Probably." <laughs> well. Yeah. I remember Danny Hope, the football coach who wound up at Purdue, yeah. saying to me one time, off the air, because he used to come up and we'd chat on the air, and he'd say, uh, uh, I want to get – this is the way he said it, Triz, and again, off air. He said, I want to get uh, – and Danny's Danny's whole thing was as a recruiter. wasn't necessarily as a coach. That's, that's how we worked the way up the ranks. He said, I just want to get athletes in here who are good enough that if we – fuck up as coaches nobody will know <laughs> <laughs> and i was like man is that a good way to look at a coaching career i don't know that is pretty good <laughs> pretty you know that's
0: it like man talent makes up for a lot you <laughs> it know? sure does
1: yeah that is pretty uh, good <laughs> oh man fascinating so shit man we almost killed another hour we're pretty darn close yeah.
0: and the only thing i have left which i'll ask your opinion on it and this is fascinating to me this was the Nikki haley slavery comment yeah, I'm sure you're familiar with that. So Somebody asked her in a town hall, like, what was the reason for the Civil War? And she said, well, there's lots of reasons, oh, it's you know. Awful, she
1: just kept going and going. Yeah. It's like, say, well, with slavery, uh, next question. Yeah. Oh, cool.
0: But the problem with that is, and this is something that I learned in high school. I had a ROTC teacher that said to me that, uh, well, it was more states rights and it was this. And I found out later that that was sort of like the dog whistle answer to that question. And Nikki Haley had the dog whistle answer, you know, and I don't know. I'm kind of fascinated by that. So I guess, was it intentional or was she really saying what she rebutted? Well, of course slavery, but I was going to mention the other things.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it obviously is indicative of an element of people that you're trying not to offend. Yeah. Yes.
0: So and even Trump came out and said, "I would say
1: slavery." <laughs> so uh,
0: good job, Donald Trump. Yeah, you got one right. On. We
1: we're gonna now tell us the it. years the war was fun <laughs> uh. Good luck with that.
0: So, but yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And, and so, what a weird, yeah, just kind of a weird racist dog whistle that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hurt her, and I don't it, even know it, it what the benefit of that is. Like, the, so there are people that say, "Who wouldn't about slavery?" You know.
1: Yeah, no, know. but that's the you see. We always put the damn southern accents on well, racist It is. You do see, but we yeah, you do.
0: What are do you doing right. with the slavery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but uh, it, it is funny. This is the other reason I find politics so engaging and endearing because you never know when those moments are. Those yeah. moments on the campaign trail. That and then, of course, it was. A, he was a left wing plant. He was a left wing plant. He was asking a fucking question. Yeah, you know, what is the cause? What was the cause of the Civil War? Uh, not a hard question.
0: No, that should, should be know. fairly
1: easy. And maybe is- there were some peripheral issues, but the cause of the fucking war was fighting over rights to own people. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, fuck. And was stuff. all the North on board and all the North were abolitionists? No. There were a lot of Northerners that were like, hey, whatever's going down like there. Yes.
0: Yeah. 40% of California is Republican. It's just, you know.
1: You know what? I was talking about this with somebody. I think Matt the other day, the part of American history that never gets told many parts, but okay. So the Revolutionary War breaks out. Not all American, well, they weren't Americans yet. Not all the Brit- British subjects who were living here we're on board. In fact, you never hear. So his name was James Franklin. Because Ben Franklin's an old man. He's probably 65 by the time the war breaks out. So his 40-year-old son is the provincial uh, governor of New York. Oh, wow. He went back to England. Didn't realize He that. did. He And his father and he never spoke again. He wanted nothing to do with it. He was a British subject who was opposed to this fighting against the British. He goes back to London, probably led a pretty good life. Wow. And you never hear about the people who are not every person who was here on this continent was like let's go kill the british like eh, yeah. we're doing okay you know they're pretty powerful let's not fuck with them yeah but you never hear about that's them it's a side of history that you do rarely ever if never, ever never right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah fascinating now same now in germany i mean a lot of people were nazis now that's it's right. like oh, there were the 30 people that followed hitler and, yeah, no. <laughs> no, <either laughs> you know
0: yeah there's a lot of motherfuckers goose stepping and <laughs> yes. throwing that arm up did you see some of those old videos yeah, a those lot. people loved
1: it they yes, loved it they did. you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, scary I stuff. don't even get this, Drizzy. You're going to have to help me understand. This is taken from dad jokes, the good, the bad, the terrible. Why did the electrician close early on Mondays?
0: I do not know.
1: Because business was very light.
0: Mm, yeah, that's, I don't even know that's if I pretty weird. Like light as I in wait, electricity I, to light, but that's, that's not very good. So these are the,
1: this must be the terrible page. How do, how do bartenders surf the web? I don't know. On the Jinter
0: Gin, yeah, that's, a well, that's
1: terrible, man.
0: <laughs> Somebody was on the Ginternet when they wrote that joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I can find one decent one before I get out. Sounds good. Um, now this is cute. What do you call a cat who has joined the Red Cross? Hmm. A first aid kit. Ah, first man. aid cat. Or a first aid cat. Ah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's even better. They <laughs> had kit, but you made it better. <laughs> Uh, all right okay. so i didn't
0: write uh anything top specific ten? yeah i didn't write it hey, you know ten. what
1: you need to get back to i was listening to I, I listened to the best of that was a good one i appreciated yeah. that because that was a decent show but you had done the five-star reviews you got to pull some you back up not looked
0: at reviews in yeah, so yeah, long i'll have to I'll, I have to the some, I'll have to bring star reviews yeah i'll make a note to, to do some five-star yes yeah, it sounds like fun because yeah people always give the most creative answers on that.
1: they do that is
0: pretty funny. So what, what I'm going to do in lieu of comedy... So first, though, we'll thank the Well, you do a lot again. of
1: things in lieu of comedy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Uh, I found this clip of Ice-T, the rapper slash actor, sure. talking about Donald Trump. I think I sent it to you. Yes. So I'm going to just play Ice-T's thoughts on Donald Trump. But first... Let's thank uh, Tony at We Do Epoxy.
1: And congratulate him. Yeah, man. National nice champ. Nice
0: job on that. That You can live a couple of weeks happy Absolutely, after on the a,
1: high off of yeah, U of M.
0: Pretty nice. So thanks, Dad's Flooring here at the Dad's Flooring Studios. Uh, Troy, you know what you do, and we appreciate you much. And if you want to do what we do, Check out Troy at Front Porch Studios. You can find him on the interwebs or just ask us. And uh, Nate, of course, Stoveleg Media. Guys, we appreciate everything you do for us so much. And uh, with that, I'm going to try to pull up Ice-T on TikTok talking about Donald Trump because it made me chuckle a little bit. Right. So here we go. I
2: think the people that follow him blindly have a way of brushing off all that he does. And the things he does, if any normal person did one of those things, they'd be out of here. He's 36 of his boys are in prison. 36 of the people that were involved with him are in prison. That's more people in jail than I got in jail. And I was a co- career criminal, you know, like. <laughs> fuck.
1: That's pretty funny. Yeah, kind of true, right? What
0: do you think? He's got 36 people in prison or whatever that's
1: but you know maga world is going to tell you that's the persecution of uh, trying to get rid of uh, someone who should be allowed to run now again i i don't like these and i think the supreme court will probably rule in trump's favor on um you know the ability to keep him off the ballot and i don't think he should be kept off the ballot let the american people decide that
0: we'll agree to disagree on that but okay that's fair and that could
1: be another show you know what right but i think where the where the supreme court won't where the Supreme court is less likely to agree with him is that, uh, presidential protection, you know, the immunity thing. Ah, yeah. That's going to be a tough one. Like he should be immune from all this. Cause he was president. Nah, yeah, that's that's going to be a tougher one.
0: That's tough. So yeah. Ray, <laughs> What I did here as executive producer, I think I turned the mic down when I played the clip. So it didn't come over. So I'm going to play it one more time in case oh, you couldn't hear it pretty okay. good. So folks can hear this like 20 second clip from ice tea. Okay, sure. So here, here we go. One more time.
2: I think what's more scary than him is his followers. I think the people that follow him blindly have a way of brushing off all that he does. And the things he does, if any normal person did one of those things, they'd be out of here. He's 36 of his boys are in prison. 36 of the people that were involved with him are in prison. That's more people in jail than I got in jail. And I was a career criminal, you know, like.
0: So,
1: yeah, it. it,
0: I think that's one of the things, too. You don't hear a lot of MAGA folks kind of step aside and say that. But if you look at how many associates that he has had that have been prosecuted for the things that they've said he's done. I mean, imagine if that was Barack Obama or Bill Clinton or, you know, man, that would be a and should be probably a pretty big focus on this campaign nobody you don't hear much about that
1: no it's just he, denial and it's 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 uh your guy's worse and it's you're just trying to pick on a guy and not let him run for office no all yeah, true
0: yeah yeah so but anyway yeah i hope hope you found that funny and then for next week hopefully i will dig up some uh some five-star reviews
1: yeah that and you can tell me next week why you think um those suits lawsuits have merit like why they should keep trump off the ballot
0: yeah well we we touched it a few weeks ago but yeah happy to talk about it again
1: touched it a few weeks ago i need to touch it again
0: <laughs> oh that reminds me uh, i need to pick up some lotion on the way <laughs>
1: thank you all right that, on, on that note on that lovely <laughs> note all right brother have a good week take care Bye-bye. Ray.